up, dance fam? Welcome back to another episode of The Session. I'm your host, Russ Santos, a.k.a. Lock and Robin. And today we're going to be doing uh, a recap slash review of World of Dance Season 4, Episode 4, the fourth episode of the season, obviously, and the fourth qualifiers episode, also being the last qualifier episode. Uh, so next week will be the callbacks. But before we get any further, I want to introduce my guests, as always, Bell Justin Cortez and Esther Valencia. What's going on, guys? Hey, how's hey, it going? Hey. I'm good. Justin, what's up, man? How you doing? Same old. Same. Time. My shirt's changed again. Same thing like last time. You know, <laughs> new new shirt. Definitely showered. That's pretty much it. <laughs> sounds good. That sounds like a quarantine update to me. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Esther, man, how's it going? Oops. Oh, <laughs> there you are. Uh, I'm good. Doing doing fine overall. Um, I actually had to be on a Zoom call today with a collared shirt. With a collared shirt? I haven't worn one of those in a collared some shirt. time. I know. <laughs> wow. Today was the first time I've been in a collared shirt for a meeting in a long time. But awesome. It was kind of nice. Still had my shorts on though. <laughs> you, pulled, you pulled one of those. You pulled one of those. Oh, I wonder if they're wearing any pants. <laughs> Oh god, that's awesome! But thank you guys for coming on again. It's it's another week of World of Dance, another episode, yeah, another yeah, another qualifier. Sure. Um, Last qualifier though. Yep, exactly. Last qualifier, but uh, yeah, for uh, sure. Be- but, uh, before I go any further, I want to bring up a couple of issues that are happening uh, in the dance world and dance industry as as of the last week up until this week. Um, so first thing first. It's funny that last week we mentioned the term urban dance um, because that was an industry term in L.A. Um, with one of and the reason why we brought it up last week is because one of the acts, um, Erica and I'm forgetting his name, um, labeled their style as urban dance. And that is an L.A. industry term for, I guess, kind of like instead of calling it hip hop. Uh, but now the industry leaders over in L.A. and I guess across the country and around the world are moving away from using the term urban just because it has been racially skewed. uh, And, you know, it's no good, obviously. So now we're not calling it that. We don't know what we're calling it yet or what they're going to call it. Um, That's a conversation that those leaders want to have and trying to figure out. I think that's going to be a tough one, but we'll see what they have to offer. And if uh, people like it, dancers like it, Um, but in addition to that, I think, Esther, you wanted to say something, too? Yeah. Uh, so for the listeners, viewers, I just wanted to bring to attention of recent events that kind of uh, surfaced uh, sexual in, in terms of uh, sexual assault, sexual abuse. This is not a new topic, per se, but it's kind of resurfaced here in within our community, our dance community, and it's definitely affecting the West and the East, and it's just uh, just something that needs to be talked about. But that could be for a later time. Just wanted to bring to everyone's attention because, you know, as instru- as previous instructors, as current instructors, we do want to keep a safe space for our students, young and old. So we just want to keep that in mind and make sure everyone is good and safe and just make sure people are talking about it. Well mm-hmm. said, well said. Uh, so definitely a lot is happening nowadays, not just in the world, well, obviously the world, but even hitting closer to home to our listeners, our students, teachers in the dance community. So it's good to have these open discussions. Uh, 
That being said, let's move on to what we came here to do, and let's talk about World of Dance Season 4, Episode 4, the fourth and final episode of Qualifiers this season. Um, actually, no. <laughs> some, some general things I wanted to say. General? Some, ge- some general things I wanted to say about this episode. Um, I still find it... Well, first of all, montages are back with a, like a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so many acts got <laughs> he, he used it got he definitely used montaged. it yeah, yeah. Oh, so boy. many acts got montaged this this episode i guess since the last episode of qualifiers they had to throw everything in there as like, as many as they could um still don't like it but that's the way it is i guess uh that and we'll get to that later on but that being said i still find it so odd that that these acts and dancers get judged on choreography when I would say a good amount of them, you know, 50%, maybe even more, don't even do their own choreography. So it's like mm-hmm. they're just getting taught these routines and whatnot, and they're just there to perform it or to use it, borrow it. Uh, but they get knocked down, or they either get raised up, get extra points, or they lose points based on choreography. I still find it so odd. Um, I'm not even entirely sure if that should be... I mean, it sh- if it should be um, one of the judging criterias, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about that, uh, Justin? I you no, know, I think it's really interesting that a lot of the viewers um, that aren't even really that in like in the dance community probably don't even know that a lot of those routines are taught to those teams. So I think that that you've just peeled the the curtain back a little bit for them. <laughs> sure. Um, but no, I I 100% agree with you that it to judge someone on choreography when the choreography is not even their own original or not to say that there aren't teams that aren't putting their own original choreography out yeah. there um, on this, you know, uh, on this platform, it's, it, it's tough because even that right there is an issue. You have teams that are giving their own choreography and then you're giving choreography to other teams. That's already to me, a conflict of interest. So mm-hmm. I think they should just do away with that category, maybe bring up a whole different one, what that might be. I don't know. Maybe crowd response, something like that. I know we've been judged on crowd <laughs> sure. response before. Maybe yeah. not right now, but. <laughs> right. Or maybe even um, make it a requirement that they have to do their own choreography or something like that. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that might be a way to move. Uh, Esther, what do you think about that whole, this whole thing of choreography? I mean, yeah, because I would think that for studio taught dancers entering this competition, I would find it okay because, you know, some of these dancers are pretty young and wouldn't know where to start making choreography because they're still learning. I mean, they're very good. These young dancers are very good at, you know, being able to exhibit this choreography from the choreographer. But I guess maybe when it comes to, an, I don't know, for me, an age limit, if they can already have that kind of ability to start making their own stuff, felt like that would be a little more way to go to, to start judging that. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe like like an age requirement or like an age uh, yeah. level where at that point it becomes required um, or it becomes a requirement where you have to do your own choreography. If like you're in the mm-hmm. junior division, maybe it's acceptable to borrow choreography at that point. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely something I think that needs to be talked mm-hmm. about, you know, by whomever. But mm-hmm. I, I just I just find it so so odd and sometimes off balance when 
when they get judged on choreography. When the same, when two different teams get judged on choreography, when one has been taught by, say, someone who's very professional um, mm-hmm. or who's like you know very successful as a dancer, and then versus a like an up and coming group that does their own choreography. Um, so it's kind of it's it's that's a whole different topic that we could talk about for a long time. But anyway. That being said, let's move on to the X. Um, first up, geometry variable, and I'm not going to try and pronounce it in the French accent because that would be very rude, <laughs> and I don't want to uh, cause any trouble around here. So geometry variable, they are from France, and they are a tutting trio. Um, Esther, what did you think about them? I was I was glad to see and I was uh, very surprised to see a tutting group because you don't see those uh, very often, at least anymore. Um, to my knowledge, tutting does uh, come in the popping category. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, they they had very clean lines. They definitely knew their craft. Um, and I was very amazed at, also at the kind of like professional backgrounds, their job backgrounds that they were mentioning, and it's just like, oh, these are definitely like real, real world kind of guys, because that's kind of where we are too. <laughs> like we, we have our professional career, career lives, and then we also have our nighttime lives. Whatever you, we wanted to find that as. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I was very amazed with their visuals. I was definitely amazed with their visuals uh, when they were tutting and like implementing like very great concepts of using those angles because uh if if you if if these uh if the listeners and the watchers are not familiar with tutting uh it's it's a very precise uh dance and movement there it requires always uh 90 degree angles 90 degree angles sorry um and if if anything goes as like goes askew from that it it could mess up the whole routine it could mess up part of the set and may not read well so it's a lot of lines so they definitely had those down and i was just impressed uh with their angles which is very important uh but i don't know maybe i was maybe i was really reading into what they were doing and was trying to nitpick but maybe that's just me that i saw they had to really watch uh, some parts of ex- executioning the movement and some extensions. It kind of looked a little shaky at some parts. Like, I think there was one part they were walking toward the judges and then they were trying to uh, execute those movements. So I would say just be careful with that. And mm-hmm. I was very glad to, to see how well they were uh, playing with the music with their movement too. So the rhythms and the music was just very put together well and it matched. So good job. Nice. Uh, Justin, what do you think, buddy? So, you know, I'd, I'd really like to, I'd be really interested to see how far they can push, um, push their cutting. Um, I, overall, I did enjoy the performance. Uh, they did have sharp angles, but as Esther said, uh, I feel like they can push that sharpness a little bit more. There was some shakiness to um, some of the performance, and I would also say that I wasn't a fan of how they kind of transitioned through their um, through their movements or through their stuff. A lot of it was just kind of walking to their next spot, right. um, whereas like 
I mean, you you could use animation. Uh, you know, if anyone under knows what animation is, they could use that kind of movement to get into their, you know, the next positions and things like that. Um, it just, you know, it kind of put me off to have just like them just walking to their next place. It was a, not really a great use of the stage. And when it comes to this kind of competition, you have to be able to use the stage well. Um, so, I mean, there's that. It, 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 at the, for the most part, it's hard for me to judge putting um, because it's a style that I don't really have much uh, experience in, like practically none, <laughs> in fact. Um, so uh, I don't know whether or not what they were doing was more was you know it looked it looked still looked amazing um, but it, again it's just hard for me to judge because I don't you know I need I would need to understand it more. Sure. Um, so for me, anything what you guys haven't said at least it's just a few things. Um, you guys mentioned their visuals were awesome, but yeah, you're right. Um, Justin, it's hard to it's hard to judge well any style that we're not familiar with really, but I feel like we've seen enough tutting and have done a little bit ourselves uh, to to kind of know what kind of looks good and what doesn't. We're not experts, obviously, so we won't say that what we say is correct by any means. Mm -hmm. But according to all, like our opinions and how and our experience mm -hmm. at least, um, <clears throat> definitely I thought they weren't as clean as they could be. There were there were moments. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. That where they were, you know, right, right on point. The lines were perfect. They had ninety degree angles all over the place, and they were they kept up with each other a lot. Uh, but then there were other times where, you know, especially the faster parts, where one person is off just by a little bit, and with only them, with only being three of them, if one person's off. That's a whole third, and it's like you can definitely tell <laughs> at that point, like someone's <laughs> off, and it's that one person. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's like due to like nerves or excitement, but I mean that when it comes to tutting, especially you need to you know definitely be on definitely be on point with that. Um, I'm excited too that there's a, a group that has that's dedicated to one of these street styles um, under the umbrella of popping in at the at this point. I don't think we've seen tutting like a tutting group on Rolling Dance yet. Uh, so right, right. definitely awesome to see. Um, they got three yeses, so they'll be moving on to the duels, which is awesome. Uh, definitely happy mm -hmm. for them uh, and excited. Oh, one thing that I forgot to mention is that they incorporated a little bit of crump in their in their in their act. Actually, I don't know if you guys caught that. Oh, but, uh, with like the with like the chest pops and like yeah, especially maybe with like the shoulder pumps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I yeah, I definitely missed that, but not recalling it. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. I mean, it's like it's like you know when someone does a little bit of locking, it's like maybe like. It was just like one. It was an things. afterthought. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like a, um, move. Let's move on to speaking of locking. I guess they did a little bit, but let's move on to the next group, uh, Gigabots. Uh, they're a popping group from Vancouver, uh, Canada. I almost said California. Vancouver, Canada. Um, <laughs> they were both. So this group was on last season um, as two different groups. One was a duo of uh, Funkinometry, <laughs> um, and then the other. The other group were a bunch of kids who uh, who did popping, uh, named the Minibots. So they got together, and I guess maybe they got together this time and became Gigabots. Maybe they've always been together, and they just split up for last season. Whatever it is, they're together now, and they're called Gigabots. Uh, Justin, what'd you think, buddy? 
Man, I they had so much personality in their dancing. I mean, obviously, like, the one thing that I have to comment on was the mouth singing. Like, there was only a little bit, not not that much, <laughs> but it was there. Um, man, they had some... They I thought they had really, really strong hits. But having strong hits and being smart where to put those hits is kind of where maybe what set them or put a put a put a bad taste in the judge's mouth. Um, I mean, they were just hitting like everything, you know, like, sure. um, but you know, I, I appreciated what they had to give. Like, I love watching a team that, uh, that has that kind of personality that can put a smile on my face. You know, I just was, I, I, they were just so engaging and I love locking and not obviously not as much as you two, but I love watching it and I love doing it. And, you know, it kind of just seems like there's no love for locking on this show. <laughs> um, so to hear that a team like, like them that just had, like, I feel like they actually could have done really well in this competition to hear that they aren't making it through. It's kind of disappointing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it was disappointing, but um, after watching their performance, I thought, yeah, it made sense, to be honest, in all honesty. Um, mm-hmm. So they're they're known, or they're, they labeled their style as popping, but they did a really good amount of locking in their set. Uh, so mm-hmm. and, and that's where like the whole term pop and lock kind of came about, where you know, one person didn't just do popping, they did both popping and locking. And people only knew the word only recognize the the word of uh actually no they just called it pop and, pop and lock but anyway getting off topic here first of all about their performance i love the song they chose funkin on the one um this one was by ozone but uh i know it by the reddings definitely a good song you guys should get that on your spotify playlist if you like funk at all um one thing or i guess i have to nitpick on the locking it wasn't as there man I think it was just the wrist rolls that were kind of stiff for me. Other than that, mm-hmm. I thought it, like they had the personality and the character and like the energy about it. But the one thing that tends to happen with with um, beginning when you just start to kind of learn some locking, your wrist rolls tend to get a little bit too stiff, and you, you don't really roll it at all. You kind of like just kind of go way through right through it. Uh, so that's one thing I wish that they should probably work on if they ever try to do it again, and I'm sure they will. Um, one thing I liked about them is that the rhythms that they chose to hit always changed. Like they didn't stick to just one thing throughout their set. It, it, it they chose different parts of the music, different rhythms throughout it to hit. So I really appreciate it when any any performer does that, just to keep things fresh and not as monotonous, so that the audience can't anticipate what you're going to do next. Um, keeps you keeps you on your toes. Um. And that being said, like they were just they were just entertaining. I had a lot of fun watching them. It was it was awesome. So it's disappointing that they that they didn't get uh, called back. Um, Esther, uh, anything that you would like to add that we haven't said? Well, of course, I have to address the outfits. You know, you you definitely oh, couldn't have done this couldn't have de- done this uh, set without the outfits. Like it just was just right, you know. And they <laughs> they definitely pulled that part of the the whole set off and I was just like waiting. It's like, is this, is this going to be a locking? Is this going to be a, like a funky kind of group? It's like, okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm looking forward to it. Let's see what they got. So yeah, no doubt. Like they were a fun group entertaining. 
but at the same time, like I, I had to take myself out of the out of the audience and really take it from a standpoint of like, was this enough? Also, like they were entertaining and it was very exhibition showcase kind of a performance, but it didn't deem with me as well to to really go further. I loved how they're they're showcasing it. Don't get me wrong, but you know. There's just something missing. I felt like there's definitely something missing with this set, comparing to my thinking about previous locking, popping, funky groups that have come through this competition. So that's just what I wanted to point out. Uh, maybe the hits could have been stronger too for sure. when they were popping as well. Probably the, I don't know, maybe we could also blame it on the editing, seeing as how like the angle, the, the camera angles just kept switching. So you couldn't really get a good focus too much on everybody else. It was like a lot, like just swirling around. I don't know, but it was enough to see that they were doing, just doing the thing, you know, like I loved it. So <laughs> let's see. Right on. And I, I definitely just wanted to say like, yeah, for sure. No love for the funk in this show. <laughs> no, for some reason it doesn't. Especially when it comes to locking, it, it's like the curse—the yeah. curse of death on, on the show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you bring up a good point about editing, and I'm not sure if this is um, well. My point uh, for editing is, is what has to do with the way they ended their set. Man, I think they. Mm -hmm. and I think this is because this isn't because of World of Dance. This is um, the group who edited it. At least, at least what I think. Um, the ending kind of just, they picked a weird spot in the music to kind of stop. And at that point, it just faded off. They're like in the middle mm -hmm. of like a verse and it just faded off. They could have edited it a little bit better or better to, I don't know, drive an ending home. And then there was like a whole nother eight count of no music to, to kind of end their, their set. So I thought that was a little weird for me. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it just wasn't as. It just wasn't as clean as it should be. Um, I mm -hmm. definitely actually agree with JLo that like I think they would have done better if the Funkonometry duo just did it on their own or did a set on their own. Mm -hmm. They were uh, at least from last year. I liked them. They were really good. Um, so JLo and Derek gave him a no, and Neil gave him a callback. Uh, I probably would have given him a callback actually. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, mm -hmm. yeah, but I, I I can see where the no's are coming from. <laughs> At least. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next act, Medi Penny, which is a very cool name. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought about Penny. was uh, Manny Penny. Manny Penny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, um, I was thinking Money Penny. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I, I thought about it. Anyway. <laughs> um, so she is a ballet dancer from Mesa, Arizona. Um, and right off the bat, right when she started, I was like, it's not exactly like 100% ballet, right, Justin? Like, it was more contemporary inspired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, I was like, contemporary tones, right? So something. I mean, there was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say even it was almost more contemporary than it was ballet. Mm hmm. But it's, anyway. It is so hard to, to showcase ballet in this kind of competition because what JLo said actually isn't too far off. Like it's, I mean, not to say that ballet dancers don't show emotion because 100% they do, 
it's more so that it can be restrictive in what you can do. So um, I've seen, I've watched ballets and been like incredibly enthralled uh, by what they're doing. Um, but when you add that fusion, that contemporary into it, then it kind of takes away from what point you're driving, you know? Like she wants to bring ballet, like ballet and show what, that it can be competitive in this competition, yet she's forcing a fusion. Right. So it weakens her argument. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was like this duo uh, maybe two seasons ago that did ballet or point, mm -hmm. and they were awesome. They yeah, made they it all the, the way almost. Yeah, they were the ones that knocked out Eva Igo. Right, exactly. That season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I go. And they were surprised. <laughs> right? That little girl was a monster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only other thing I couldn't really judge, it, it, um, for me at least, I couldn't really judge too much on it. Um, but I think overall, it was kind of just meh to me. Like it was kind of, mm -hmm. it, it was pretty monotonous in my opinion. Um, I wanted to get into it and I wanted to appreciate a lot of it, but none of it and i think derek said this like none of it made made me feel anything or like made me um like get out of my seat or like feel kind of a rush mm -hmm. or or feel any kind of um uh what do you call it uh susceptibility what's that what's the word i'm looking for um, vulnerability vulnerability thank you susceptibility that's a good one too like <laughs> <laughs> um but <laughs> She's definitely a good dancer, super strong and flexible, yeah. as you know, as most ballet dancers are. Um, and surprisingly, I agreed with almost all everything that the judges said <laughs> when it came to judging mm -hmm. judging her. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Um, what do you guys think, uh, Esther? What do you think? I mean, you guys hit it too, uh, but I just, you know, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm not very proficient with a ballet either, but also I just wanted to, you know, emphasize again, like it was definitely more than just a ballet that was being ex, uh, exhibited in her, her audition. So it, it was kind of tricky to really like take a look at it from like, is she really staying in her lane uh, when she said like, oh, I'm doing ballet, but I'm not an expert, so <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna I'm just saying what I saw, but I don't know. For me, she was she started to paint a good picture when she was, you know, going through it. But at the same time, I felt like I was forcing myself also, like, to really be invested with the emotion of it. But it just wasn't coming right out. So mm -hmm. I knew I I wanted more too when when I was watching it. So hopefully. You know, maybe she'll take take these notes from the judges also. Right on, mm -hmm. uh, Justin. Was there anything more you wanted to say? Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I took a good amount of time to just kind of like disparage what she did. The one thing that I definitely want to say is that she has beautiful lines and great technique, mm. and I can see that she's proficient in ballet, and I can see that she's proficient in contemporary. And I wonder whether or not if she had really stuck to just the one or like picking one if she would have mm -hmm. stood out more whether or not because she kind of bottled herself into just saying that she wanted to push ballet 
um, whether or not that actually just hurt her. And I think I, I talked about that before. Um, so I wonder if she had said that she's a contemporary dancer, would we feel the same way or would we like her more? Something like that. Um, would she have been more willing to show off more expression? Because, there, I mean, I honestly felt like she was pretty expressive, but doing ballet does kind of sometimes hinder you to stay within like a certain um, like structure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, she's got a chance to kind of push that, you know, and to be honest, like if I were to watch this at like a regional dance competition or like nationals or something like that, I would have thought, yeah, this is, this is a really good piece and she's a really great dancer. But unfortunately it's not regionals of dance or nationals of dance. It's world of dance. So, right on right on yeah no i know exactly what you mean um so this is funny uh derek gave her a no jlo said yes and then neo gave her a callback initially and then i guess since it was like a callback and yes it's not definitive so at that point they were allowed to talk it out and kind of make a decision (laughs) together um, and then I feel like JLo gave him like the producer eyes, like you better get on my side, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you're not coming back <laughs> next year, Neo. Like this is the end and of then, your contract. And, right, and Neo is just straight up, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ride with you on this one. I was like, you better ride with her it's for show. <laughs> so surprisingly, oh, or man. unsurprisingly, depending on how you uh, appreciated her her performance. Uh, she's going straight to the duels, so you know, good for her. Um, I yeah. hope she takes all the notes that she got from the judges and you know uses it to improve her act or her next set because mm-hmm. um, I definitely want to see her succeed. Um, but yeah, all right, let's move on to the next group, uh, CB Action. Uh, they are in a street dance group from Argentina, um, and so when I saw the term street dance. I was like, are they really going to be street dance though? Because I started thinking about other terms for the word um, or other things to call urban dance besides, or without mm-hmm. using the word urban. So I was like, maybe street dance. I was like, no, because there are street dances, mm-hmm. you know, like breaking, mm-hmm. locking, popping, um, or if you in house, you know, all the good stuff, crump, light feet, especially if you, um, if you, if you know all these styles. So I was like, they better be doing some some of this or at least you know enough to call them like to label their style street dance and you know i was surprised <laughs> I, I definitely didn't expect the expect what they did to come from them just by looking at them from the get-go and that's probably me just profiling so bad on me um but uh justin why don't you kick this one off what'd you think Whew. oh man i you know what i talk about loving personality like being able to see a team's personality in a performance man (laughs) did i love what they did (laughs) like again i this is another team and definitely i obviously would put them over um you know gigabots i you know i mentioned gigabots had me smiling throughout the entire performance uh but cb action man like they um the way that they kind of interact or dance together is you can see that they one have great chemistry together two love dancing together have really honed kind of a way of emoting together Mm. you know 
I thought they had, and not to mention, they had a. I thought they had great use of blocking and well placed tricks and setups. Like I didn't see when they were going to do something like I normally do. You know, round off backhand spring, start off on stage right, end up on stage <laughs> left, and everyone in the back kind of. You know, I won't get into that, but I, I guess I already did. Uh, but you know, I I just really liked them and. Even like their song choice was just like, <laughs> yeah. what? Like, what? Boys. <laughs> right, like, man, I don't even, I can't even remember the last time I heard that song, but now I just want to add it to my, you know, my playlist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And, you know, like, 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 and I thought they made good choices in the music. Like, they, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to fault their performance, especially thinking about, what they had gone through like right before, you know, like, right. With one of their dancers never, breaking their knee. Yeah. Breaking their knee. Like that's not an easy thing to come back from. Um, I mean, I guess it was just a fracture in the knee, but you know, there might not be as much of a rehab for that. I, I know I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but, uh, man, to get injured right before performance, I know how much that sucks and heartbreaking. So I really feel for the guy. Definitely. Gotcha. Esther, what'd you think, buddy? Yeah, I felt very relatable with this group and also with the the fifth member that was injured, you know, I, I definitely related to that too. So I'm glad he sat with that one out, even though as hard as that decision ha- may have been, you know, I feel that. And, you know, I, I'm one, I'm all for, like, not giving up and also, like, for the group. You know, you do it for the team. So it was just about making the smart choices. And that's just how it had to be. So I definitely was, like, feeling for the four of them that had to, like, really change things up. But at the same time, like, when they did the set, I was very happy that it was almost not noticeable to – to really see that they were just supposed to be four, but then also like there are times like, oh, they're supposed to be five. But no, they definitely pulled it off for me. Like I enjoyed watching them as well. Uh, there was one moment that I did enjoy was when they were on the floor. It was a, a little bit of floor work mm-hmm. and then they just rippled and launched one of their dancers. Uh, it, was, it was definitely a good uh, way of using their dynamics and levels. Uh, good moments too, and I was very engaged with the performance too. Uh, they definitely had a lot of spirit, which is very much needed, and the chemistry helps too. Uh, yeah, and I wrote here, true to the title of a performer, show must go on, and you know had to really switch the gears from when they were speaking with the judges, being like very somber and like hopeful, grateful, and then they just turned it on to be like happy and glad and just flowing with that jock jams, you know? <laughs> jock jams. <laughs> hey, man, it is what it is. They, that's the first time where I heard Vega Boys. Like, they were on jock jams. For my listeners and the and the, the, the watchers, like, if you know jock jams, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, man, why you gotta do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just to end, end it on this note, like, it's all about adapting. Like, that's just how it had to be like good for them that they were just adapting to this situation. Right on. Um, you guys pretty much nailed it. Like I want to say like, that's 
we relate to them a lot just because of, like all the humor that they added um and like i brought this up before uh with like their label of of street dance they had a they incorporated a lot of the styles a lot of street styles mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of pop a lot of popping elements actually so they did a lot of they did a bunch of tutting they did a lot of hitting waving and strutting actually i was surprised to see uh strutting in there um and I, and then they also did a bit of locking. So I was like, man, they they hit a lot of it. So you know, props to them for you know trying to stay true to the the street the street dance label, I guess you could say. Um, so I was mm-hmm. happy to see them um, do do all of this. Uh, kind of some negatives. Well, another good thing I liked about it is that they hit different rhythms throughout their set. I brought this up with a different with a previous act. Um, it's always good to change it up during your, your set so that you uh, keep people on on their toes. <laughs> um, but one one thing I thought that was uh, a negative aspect or something they could probably work on, but is difficult, is that they're when they are together, all you know, standing together near each other, they could probably come up with different formations. They tend to use the same formation, you know, the same two formations if they're next to each other, like in a line, uh, whether it's horizontal or vertical, you know, upstage, downstage, or left to right. Um, or, you know, like in a diamond formation. So, I mean, it's tough with four people, um, but I think they need to find, find ways to be creative with the formations that they choose at that point. But that was pretty much the only thing I, I saw as a negative, I guess. Um, I want to say I'd like to see a, a few more tricks or maybe like one big trick in there somehow. Um, but maybe we'll see something later on. Otherwise, I thought they did a really good job. Um... So Neo and Derek gave them a callback. Uh, we don't know what JLo said. Um, I I probably would have given them a yes, like straight to straight to duels, just mm-hmm. based on everything as a whole. Um, especially if you compare what they did to Maddie Penny, who got a yes to the duels. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's just me. Um, mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yeah, one hundred percent. For I sure. Yeah, I. Same here. I, I wish they, they were going to get the yes also. Gotcha. Um, all right. So I'm glad they're making it to the callbacks. Um, if you heard mm-hmm. or if you stayed to the end and watched that teaser for the callbacks, there's 10 acts in the callbacks and only four of them are going to go through. Um, I hope Ooh. they're one of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to the next. Oh, man. A whole bunch of acts, actually. So this is where the ven- <laughs> the montage vengeance oh. comes back comes into the oh, into play. Um, so this being the last episode of qualifiers, they had to. I'm guessing they had to fit every uh, callback or dual performer into this last episode. Uh, and man, did they do it! <laughs> there are let me count them, one, two, three, four, five, and a half X that they montaged. Um, uh, I don't want to go into their into their performance just because it's not fair since they didn't get their due um, their due time. We wouldn't be able to judge them fairly or you know develop a, an opinion based on anything really. But the acts that got montaged, unfortunately, um, the difference who I think got a callback, itty bitty crew who got a no, Mari Smith who got a no. Uh, Pumpfidence, which is a really cool name. But, I love yeah. that name. Uh, yeah, they, that was a good name. Yeah, because they're wearing heels um, or pumps, I guess. <laughs> they got a callback, so I guess we'll see them again. And uh, 
I wrote just Willis. I'm not sure if there was more to that. But no, it was just Willis. Okay, cool. I was like, did I just stop writing? <laughs> 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 uh, but he, or I don't know who it is, but they got montaged um, also, and they got a no, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. And then the half montage, I like to say, I'll call it, is Project 21. Uh, I actually did judge it because I think we got a little bit more of their set than anyone else. Uh, did you guys watch it? Same. Or judge it? Yeah, yeah I, did. I did watch yeah. it. Yeah, I did the same. Cool. So I will, I'll kick it off. Um, first of all, their style wasn't said. I don't know what their what they called what they called their style themselves. I don't know where they're from because their location wasn't said. Again, this is where the whole montage thing comes into play. Um, right off the bat, or like watching their <laughs> watching their whole set, their style and outfit confused the like the hell out of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not because either one was bad, only because yeah. I felt like they, it, they didn't, they just there was just so much dissonance between their style and the outfit they chose to wear. Um, if they even had a choice to wear those those outfits, really, because I think they they seem more of like a studio uh, company. I think, um, and if you know anything about studio companies, they often pick the same like. Um, outfit out of like a, a catalog that they can choose to buy or whatever uh, <laughs> for their studio and like they chose that one um but for yeah the style that the style dance that they did and what they wore just that they seem to be clashing in my opinion um not to say that either of them were bad individually because like i do like their outfits when compared to the song that they chose you know, being a Gwen Stefani song and like the whole idea of a Harajuku girl, like those colors and like the makeup they wore, definitely reminiscent of Harajuku. Um, Esther and I have been fortunate enough to be to go to that area in Japan, and it like uh, it, it like fits. Um, mm. They had a lot of good moments, and and their range of of the way they can dance and like uh, how much <laughs> rawness, surprisingly, they can bring to it was very large. So I was like, I was. Thoroughly surprised by them. Um, with that being said, I was very confused. <laughs> um, Esther, <laughs> Esther, what'd you think, man? Yeah, so re- a lot of energy right off the bat. You know, um, I'm on that same boat too. Like before they even started, I was like, uh, hmm. I'm. I don't want to assume just because they didn't have shoes on and they have those tutus, tutu outfits. Uh, Maybe it could have been a contemporary fusion that was going to happen before they started. But then, of course, I still didn't know how to define it. Um, <laughs> I even wrote here on my notes, I was like, question mark, contemporary fusion. But obviously, I couldn't define it. That definitely wasn't said. But they did state where they're from. Uh, hang on, let me just oh, did they? Back. Yeah, in, in, their, in the beginning of the set. Like, it was a quick snip. Oh, uh, your Belinda... Your Belinda, California. Yeah. So, oh, nice. Okay. I guess I would have. Yeah, so I would have remembered I, that name for I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your Belinda. I'm not sure where that is. No, I'm Belinda. It, it's, oh, okay. It's in, it's in <laughs> I actually looked it up today for other reasons that were food related. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's in Orange County. <laughs> okay. Good. Gotcha. Gotcha. But. Yeah, like, they really did embody the femininity of the song and the set, you know, like, listening to Gwen Stefani and just remembering, like, what kind of stuff she pulls in her music videos, too. It's, like, it's definitely, like, mm-hmm. different. 
it's a unique like flavor of uh, artistry that she has too. So I was pleasantly confused, like Russ was, <laughs> like, just to have these different elements just incorporated and you know embodying as well as the, the Harajuku kind of like fashion style. I want to say. Uh, but yeah, like I think one of the best choices they had in their set, I wrote down here, falling to the floor while transitioning back with a Rondajam. And I was just like, wow, that was just like a nice little flow there that happened, mm. you know, like things are just mm. like happening. It didn't look like they they were gonna, like I, I wasn't expecting it either. And it's like, oh, they didn't even hit the floor. It was just like so fluid and it was just graceful. I was just like, excellent. Like use of levels, you know, uh, but yeah, great intent and purpose in the movement and their choreography. So I was, I was happy to see these things like just incorporated with these young, young female dancers. Very strong. Right on, Justin. What do you think, man? I think pleasantly confused is a perfect way to describe what you know what Esther <laughs> said. Um, and it's, it's just like at the beginning of their set. Uh, I, I can definitely agree that that's how I felt. But then I kind of started thinking more along the lines of an avant-garde, like in the avant-garde kind of category. And it made more sense to me because when you had like the point of, I, I guess the point of avant-garde is to be, to have those clashes, uh, to be kind of abstract in your, um, in your, in what you're doing. So um, I'm kind of glad that they didn't say what exactly their style was because I feel like that would have put them into a category unnecessarily. Mm. Um, and it, it's really interesting. I actually wrote here that I thought that they were very together and I think I knew that they would be, they would dance really well together because they were answering in unison oh, in, yeah. in the beginning of their interview. Yeah. Mm. So like when, yeah, I, yeah. when I, when I hear things like that, when I see that y'all are answering in unison, that means that your chemistry is on point. And that's definitely something in their category that, um, that is, that they have a plethora of, like they, or not a plethora of, but they have in a lot of, they have a lot of chemistry together. Um, I was so taken aback by that squat, like, like, I don't even know how to do oh. that. <laughs> they, hit this, they hit this squat move close to the beginning, and I was just like, yo, why are my knees hurting from watching that? Like, <laughs> you know, I think anytime we see so, yeah, that. Oh, there it is. Knees, oh, my goodness, yeah. Knees, like, her knees are practically on the ground. Like, I don't even know that move. Like, I was so taken Oh, like a back from it and like it may not have been like the cleanest thing in the world but i don't you know i don't judge solely on cleanliness like i judge on on you just took a risk and that yeah, i i think it was amazing like the way like for one point like it it wasn't expected because the song and two like like esther said like i just assumed that they were going to be doing something more along the lines of contemporary and or you know, like something more lyrical, and they gave not they gave like a little bit of that. Like, I don't know what to call them, and I love that I don't know what to call them. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, yeah. so they got they got callbacks. Nito and Derek gave them a callback, and JLo, uh, we don't know. Um, I'm excited to see <clears> them again. Actually, I I might have said yes like straight through, like just because. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I said, I was pleasantly confused and surprised. 
Um, but <laughs> I, I'm excited to see what they do next time. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I hope I hope it doesn't. I hope they don't solidify on a style. Like I hope they keep it fresh mm-hmm. each time, mm-hmm. and that every time I'm just like, hmm? mm. yeah, you yeah. know that kind of a thing. <laughs> Um, you know, one other thing that I that I did want to mention is that I feel like they use this group to drive home the callback point, to kind of promote yeah. the callbacks. Because to put all five of those previous acts before them and have it be montaged over an interview with J-Lo talking about how she got five callbacks for Selena before she could even screen test, that was their whole point of that. It, mm. You know, like, I think that they were just kind of not the scapegoat, but they're the ones that they are using as the example to drive home the callback um, as like its own, you know, kind of its own thing. Sure, so. interesting. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll wait and see till next week to see how this actually all plays out. Um, I hope, let's move on. Oh, uh, go ahead, Jasper. No, I, I just wanted to end like when you know they bring up the name and the group and like they, where they're located from. I just hope it's all question marks of what kind of style they have. That's just all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. It's like Roddy Twenty One. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know, and we love it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last uh, performance of the night. Uh, Curtis Sprung. Um, I love such a cool name. last name. And spelling. Yeah, I know. Great. Yeah, great last name. The spelling of his first name with a K, and then Sprung. It sounds. I wonder if it's like his like his stage name, but I hope it isn't. <laughs> Um, that being said, he's a contemporary dancer from Coroga Lake, uh, New York. Uh, I never even heard of this place, but New York is a huge place or a huge state, you know, other than New York City and Long Island and Buffalo. Um, so I was actually, uh, excited to see someone from, you know, nowhere in New York. Uh, that being said, I only have a few things to say about him. The, <laughs> the first thing I said uh, after I saw him was, and I put in big cap letters, he is cut. Like this guy is <laughs> right? is fit, like beyond oh yeah, all, no all measure, that. man. I was like, this guy is gonna be awesome. I think just the way his body is is formed, because like so far, everyone who has come on on the show without a shirt, I think has at least made it, gotten a callback, uh, and we're just always impressed at like how strong that that person <laughs> is. Um. That said, uh, I like the emotion he portrayed throughout his performance. Um, there was one point where Derek said that he noticed that he felt he was awkward in a good way, and like he kind of contorted against the natural momentum of his of, of the of, of the moves that he performed. But I liked it because it kind of brought another um, feeling to that. It brought another feeling that came out of the moves itself, like a whole. Like a like a um, what do you call it? Like a battle within himself. Like two things mm-hmm. kind of fort or um, fighting against each other. Uh, so I thought it was cool. I, I really like this performance. I didn't I didn't have a lot to say because I think I was just I just this is one of the performances that I just watched without having like to do anything or like without typing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything really negative per se. Um, mm-hmm. He's just super athletic, and I'm uh, excited to see him again. Uh, Esther, what'd you think? Um, I really was uh, into his uh, backstory about why he got into this, like really into this growing up. I mean, he was already training when he was a child, but, you know, literally dance saved his life 
because uh, he was facing a lot of like bullying and abuse from the kids in his town because, you know, small town, you know, not everybody's as open to different ideas and could be a little more close-minded. But I, I commend for his spirit as being a fighter and survivor and really just using this as his okay. outlet um, and really fueled, his, fueled him and really gave the energy that he needed to uh, put it all out there, you know. And literally, no shirt was just really telling me like, "Man, this guy's ready," and he was just like, like <laughs> ready to be ready to be vulnerable, and just like leave it all on the floor, just like any dancer should, you know, because you never know when the next time will be. But yeah, very confident and just like such a strong, well-trained individual, um, and it was just nice to see that he was even even able well to me it, it seemed like he was just really telling his story again out on that dance floor like and i was just very engaged with him so it was kind of like hard for me to to write at the same time because i just wanted to see how things played out with him uh yeah he had excellent placements uh and the accents of his movements was just very much there i love the emphasis on you know some of the things that he was highlighting in the music too uh, with his extensions, <clears throat> but I don't like, yeah, when I was listening to Derek with his critiques at the end, you know, I, I too was like fine with the contradictory movement that he was, that, uh, Curtis was showing because I think it definitely brought a different dimension and layer to someone's dance rather than like cheating him of himself of, uh, dancing and like not really filling out the full value of the movement that, which some may think that need, needed to be called for. But who knows? Some people may see it as like, was he really dotting his sentences? Was he really cheating himself? So we, we all have our own, you know, viewpoints. But for me, at least, I think it was fine. Cool. Justin, what do you think? Um, well, to start off, I also agree with uh, Derek and, and you guys on him, be, on his unique movement and his choices. I think he is the most unique uh, contemporary dancer in this competition right now. Um, just the choices he made were just, I was like, I mean, they were unexpected. They were beautiful. It really was a great showcase of his strength. Um, those moments that he took to just breathe. And I, you know, when you go back to him prepping, he's doing a breathing exercise in the beginning where he's blowing up a balloon. And that, um, I don't, like, a few people use that to help with their, like, you know, understanding how their breath is, or how to use their breath, um, or conserve their breath while they're actually performing. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I want to call attention to that. Um, and uh, you can even hear him breathing or, like, exhaling or sighing, and he would even smile during those moments, um, which I just thought were, like, beautifully placed. Like, it made me smile to see him smile through that movement. Because you can tell that, and Esther brought this up, that he loves to dance, and it is something that saves his life. And it's it is tough to confidently be a dancer when you would when you are to be constantly judged for that choice, especially in a small town. Um, and to kind of comment, um, and I don't know whether or not I'm bringing this up because I heard it on an episode of Star Trek. Uh, but <laughs> here we go. His 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 choices in movement reminded me of counterpoint in music. Um, how uh, like 
like the counterpoints in music don't are they it goes harmonically with the music but it's it it's kind of like it's what people would consider uh syncopate i i don't know if i'm saying this right you guys will probably know better than me because you're you grew up in music but it's like what people kind of define as syncopation that it's not dependent on the rhythm of the song it's like an almost like an accent so that's what i kind of compared his movement to that he is showing almost like a counterpoint in movement rather than using it in the music so it's like uh, i don't know correct me if i'm wrong with that musical <laughs> term um well syncopation in itself is um the act of starting on a on a strong beat or a weak beat and moving on to a stronger beat uh, in music mm. the strong beats are one and three and then the weak beats are two and four so it's like not starting on something that is considered weak and moving into something strong is the technical term definition of syncopation. But yeah, you're pretty much saying it. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much all I have to say. Like I liked him a lot. And I think that him being as unique a dancer as he is, uh, you know, I want to see him like really go like make it in this competition. Yeah, me too. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. compare him to, um, like, I think it was season two, Michael Dubesky. Oh, yeah, that's his <laughs> name. Know, I was trying to think of his uh, name. Well, his like, name is another guy. It's Dubesky, <laughs> like Michael Dubesky, but I call him Dubesky because he was Dubesky. like the best key. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, well, was, like, he was not from this planet. No, he, that, that dude was of, like, pure muscle and art. But, <laughs> If, if, a, if a portrait had muscles, <laughs> that's what he was. Um, so, yeah, uh, sorry to cut you off, Justin, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him as well. Uh, so, Neo and Derek both gave him a yes, and JLo kind of surprisingly gave him a callback only. Right. Um, but luckily, luckily, he's going straight to through to the duels, so we will be seeing him for sure. Uh, so that was the end of the episode. Oh, the end of the performances or the end of the qualifying performances. That being said, there was probably like 10 minutes or five minutes, you know, at least five minutes worth of time where they like kind of mm-hmm. like did a preview of the callback episode. I want to say closer to 10 minutes, to be honest. But like, I feel like they could have used that time and put in another one of these acts that they montage. Just saying, because yeah, they I don't need so. to do this whole teaser of the callbacks. If people are watching the show, they're going to watch the next episode. That, that's pretty much it. Like That's one, really one thing I, that kind of like uh, grinded my gears at the end of this. Like mm-hmm. After seeing the last performance and then realizing there's all, all this time left and they kind of just do a whole preview of the callbacks. Like It's totally unnecessary. There's no cliffhanger here. We know what's going to happen. The callbacks yeah. are going to happen. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's it. Anyway, um, what, anything you guys want to say before we wrap this up about this episode? Ah, you hit uh, that Justin? main point, man. Yeah, sorry. You hit that main point right there. Um, I mean, you had li- they had literally had two performances that were, um, that are callbacks, like the difference in pump-fidence. Pump that, mm-hmm. like you said, they could have, like, I mean, if they just showed them and said that they have a callback, that would still drive the callback as an important episode. And then you could montage maybe the nose 
as much right. as I hate doing like mm-hmm. montages anyway, you could do it that way and then you could showcase everyone. Now we're going into this next episode thinking that the difference and confidence may not be worth our time, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, w- I honestly would love to see whether, like, uh, like how good they really are, you know, and I think that they're doing this te- these teams a disservice. Right. I agree. Is there anything you want to say? Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, oh, they, they're done. And it was like, this whole chunk of time left. I was like, what are they going to do? I, I I called it myself. I was like, I'm probably going to be disappointed why there's this much time left. Right. <laughs> and I was just like waiting and waiting. I was like, <laughs> why? <laughs> and that's it. That's my thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say this earlier in the in, in this uh, session. Um, what one thing we tend to not like is how much time they spend on JLo and like her accolades and whatever and like showcasing her yeah. for whatever reason. Uh, one thing I do like is like the bromance that Derek and Neil got going on. <laughs> Yo, I think it's funny. Yeah, as, for sure. Know, heck, that's definitely just, a saver. Like they walk into their trailers, which is separated by like a, a partition. <laughs> And they're just still talking to each other through the walls. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, man, I want to be, I want to hug them too. They seem like, like good guys, you know what I'm saying? They're on the other side, just like, hey, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> That's what he said. That's yeah. literally what he said. Yeah. I like uh, the fit. His, his fit in, in, that mm-hmm. month, in that video was pretty, it was fire. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's wrap this episode, this episode of the session up. Um, thank you guys for coming on. Obviously, it's always fun doing this with you guys, doing Talking World of Dance, uh, giving our own opinions and critiques and whatnot. Um, that being said, Justin, man, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Wonderfell88. That's where you right. can find me. Oh. Nice. Awesome. Esther, where can people find you, buddy? You guys can also find me on Instagram at Val Circa. And if you want to, you can find me on Facebook. And I think that's it there. I don't want to <laughs> say anything else. Uh, oops. That's it. Sorry. Oh. Um, and as for me, uh, I'm Russ Santos, a.k.a. Lock and Robin, having technical difficulties here. Uh, you can find me <laughs> at Lock and Robin. Oops. Again. You can find me at Lock and Robin on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. Um, if you want to talk to me on Reddit, I'm on there too. Um, thank you guys for listening. If you guys like what you hear, if you guys like what you see, and you want to follow us more, find us at Dance Fan TV on all the social media avenues, uh, such as Instagram, Twitter, Reddit also. Um, YouTube, obviously, it's, it's where you're watching us, or on our website, dancefam.tv, hashtag the session. Um, like and subscribe to youtube video it really helps us out um if you want to like submit any kind of videos you can go to our website dancevm.tv we will see you guys next time when we get to what is it the callbacks uh we'll talk to you guys later see ya